If you're listening to this in real time, then there's still time for you to sign up for the Strategies That Stack Summit that's happening next week, August 21st through the 24th. And really the idea is that nothing we're doing in marketing happens or exists in isolation. It all works together. This is why I kind of have a bone to pick when people say email marketing is the one thing, Instagram is the one thing, Facebook is the one thing, TikTok is the one thing. No, it is not. There is no one magic L or magic bullet that's automatically going to make you go viral, get famous, make your videos great. Nothing like that. That's not how it works. These things work together. And while it would be nice to be able to track the metrics and the analytics and the data for every single thing we create to see how effective it is, to see if it's bringing us sales, the truth is that's not how it works. When people are interacting with you and your brand, they're getting you at so many different touch points now. All of that works together. So even if they don't buy something right then, that's still another exposure to you. I mean, just think of how busy and distractible we are. Like how many times have you opened an email and then not actually sat there and read the whole thing because then you got distracted and you had to go do something else. This is so normal and common now. Now, not just for TPT sellers, not just for teacherpreneurs, not even just for teachers, but in life. So now more than ever, we need to have multiple touch points with people and we need to do it across different mediums, which means like video, audio, written photos, and we need to do it across multiple platforms like social media, like blogging, like podcasting. And then even within those platforms, the different channels. So within social media, do you have the touch point of Instagram or Facebook or TikTok? And then within those channels, are you using all the features like Facebook Reels or Facebook Groups? Having that kind of holistic overview of your marketing strategy is so, so important and invaluable. And if you're feeling like you're kind of lost or overwhelmed when it comes to your marketing, I really think you're going to get so much out of this summit. I wouldn't promote it if I didn't think you guys really going to get so much out of it. I am going to be actually speaking at the summit. What Victoria did with me is a case study. So what a case study is, and I highly recommend you do them for your own marketing too, is when you take someone and they actually walk and talk you through what they did. And it's great for your own marketing because it's kind of like a testimonial. It shows how maybe you've helped them. So for example, if you're a TBT seller, then you might have a teacher who's used your product talk about how much it helped them in the classroom with classroom management or whatever it was. In this case, she was interviewing me and having me walk through everything I'm doing with my marketing right now and how it's all working together. So even if you're just feeling a little bit nosy, I feel like it'd be worth it for that. But I really do put pull back the curtain and tell you exactly what it is I'm doing right now, what's working, what's not working, and how I'm pivoting in my marketing strategy right now in real time. So I highly recommend that you go and sign up for this summit. I also just want to share really quickly, I'm going to go through some of the titles of the bundle because there's the summit, there's the summit all access pass, and then there's also the bundle. And the bundle is extra, but it's amazing. So I'm just going to walk through some of the titles here so you can see that no matter what it is you're focusing on right now when it comes to your marketing, there's something for you. So let's walk through these. The magic formula for six-figure summit workshop, the low-tech launch project plan, get your online business YouTube ready, quick win workshop, how to strategically sell your digital products on Shopify. I'm emphasizing that one because I know so many sellers who are looking to build shops on Shopify right now. The niche ninja mini course. So if you're not sure what your niche is, Heather Ritchie has an amazing course on that and I've taken it. It's so good. Pitch like a pro bundle, sold out sales, profitable course blueprint, Bella Thrivecart templates funnel. If you're using Thrivecart as a course platform or membership platform, that's a must have. Content kit magic, low energy launching, secrets of sales mini course, biz boost HQ membership, three months access, media e-guide, how to increase your odds of media success, writing media releases that get read and published. I've talked a little bit about PR and media on this show and just how important it is. And I don't think it's emphasized enough in the teacherpreneur community. Canva call to action templates, Kajabi course planner, bundle. Great if you have Kajabi. Cozy podcast marketing. 
Becoming Boss Mastermind One Month Trial. Y'all, I am in Faith Mariah's Mastermind. It is, it's seriously incredible, especially if you know that things like money mindset or just mindset in general are a struggle for you. That is a must. Victoria's own course, the Sell and DMs playbook, Facebook and Instagram ads for coaches. And you know, for coaches, you can just replace that with anything that's really gonna be the same, Facebook ads. Google My Business. That bundle alone is honestly worth it. But I'm gonna say you're gonna learn so much from hearing, not only from me, but other people like me, other marketing experts, other coaches, other consultants, other people who have digital product businesses, because at the end of the day, that's what you have. You have a digital e-commerce business and what they're doing to sell their courses, sell their memberships and sell their services. So I'd love to see you. I have an affiliate link. You can get that at the episode description, or you can send me a DM on Instagram over at Brittany Verlenich, and I'll make sure to get the link for you. And if you do get it through my link, I'll send you a bonus. I don't even know what to tell you the bonus is because there are so many things I could do, but you know what? Get it through my affiliate link and then send me a DM on Instagram. Let me know what you would like. And if I have a product in my TBT store, if there's something specific you need help with, maybe I can do like a mini strategy session with you for free. Mini is in 20 minutes. Okay, I think that's it for now. Let me know if you have any questions. Otherwise, let's get on with the show. Hello and welcome to the Social Media Magic Podcast, the perfect podcast for TPT sellers, teacherpreneurs, and teacher business owners who consider themselves to be introverts. Each episode shares all kinds of ideas, tips, tactics, and strategies to help you make more sales and grow your community on social media. Without further ado, let's get on to today's episode. Hey there, hey TPT seller, teacher author, teacherpreneur, teacher business owner, so glad you're here. Before I get into the episode, and no, this is not an ad, please don't skip it. I wanted to give an intro to the person who I interviewed in this episode. This is Victoria Boyd. She's a content strategist, social media manager, kind of like myself, and I'm really excited for you to learn from her for a couple of reasons. One, she works outside of our world, outside of the teacher business world, and I think that's really good for you to have some extra perspective so she can share what is happening right now and what's working right now with content marketing and with social media marketing in the overall digital e-commerce space. And by digital e-commerce, I mean anyone who's selling digital products. Sometimes in the TPT space, we use different words for things. So when you think of digital product, you might think of, oh no, I use printables. I make printable products. I don't make digital products. But technically, everything we create is a digital product because it's not physical. It's only physical once someone actually prints it out. But we're creating files that live on the internet, that live on our computers. We are creating digital products, even if we're not creating courses and memberships. Although I do know many of you have those too. So in this episode, you're going to learn what is working right now in content and social media, and she gives really good foundational marketing advice as well. So if you don't have a marketing background, if you don't have a business background, I think you're going to find a lot of value from this. Honestly, this whole episode is kind of like a masterclass with how long it is and how in-depth the knowledge is. But I also wanted to add that the reason I titled the episode the way that I did is because it's not just marketing strategy. It's not just marketing tips or social media marketing advice. It's specifically targeted for you, because we did talk about TPT and how that works before, and you'll hear that throughout the episode as well. But specifically, I want to address people who are solopreneurs, people who don't have big teams, people who maybe they have a VA, but maybe they don't. I know a lot of people who listen to my show aren't making hundreds yet. They're not making thousands yet. Now, as some of you are, but I also want to make sure that I'm addressing someone who Maybe the reason that they've been drawn to social media is thinking, well, I don't have a big email list yet. I don't have a lot of help yet. And I see social media as a way to grow. And absolutely, I do think that social media can help you no matter what stage of business you're at, with the exception of, of course, you have to have products already ready to sell. So if you haven't made any resources yet, then maybe go do that first. However, 
there are teachers who have created brands on social media before they had anything to sell. So depending on the business model you have and what specifically you're wanting to focus on, you could build a brand before you have anything to sell. I did that with my teacher brand. I built a Facebook group of about 2,500 people before I ever made a product or sold anything and I went live every single week for about two and a half years. So it is possible but it does require a different outlook on things. And it does require you adjusting your strategy a little bit, but I think you're gonna get so much out of this conversation. I also wanted to let you know, if you went to the Lucrative Lead Summit last spring, I believe it was in April or May, this person, Victoria Boyd, she's the one who put that together. And if you liked that, or if you're interested in that, if you're interested in learning how to grow your email list, how to get more people buying your resources in your community, in your audience, and things like that, she has another summit happening next week, Monday, August 21st through Thursday, August 24th. And you can upgrade to the VIP pass or the bundle if you want more resources, you want more access. But even if you don't do those things, get the summit itself jam-packed with some amazing people I love learning from, like Krista Miller from Summit in a Box, if you're looking to do more summits, either speaking at summits or hosting summits yourself. Elizabeth Goddard, who I've talked about a lot on this show, she's also presenting, and I believe she's a sponsor. So come learn from people who are a little bit further ahead than you, people who don't just have perspective in the TPT space, but the greater online business world, and think about how you can bring that into what you're doing as a teacherpreneur, as a business owner in the education space. I'm super excited for you, and I'm super excited for you to hear this conversation. It was seriously so good that I actually went back and listened to it in its entirety last night, making points for future blog posts because there were so many different things covered. You might also want to download this one if you haven't downloaded it already, and maybe have it saved somewhere or bookmark it on a page if you use a web browser, because this is one that I think you're going to want to reference more than once. So again, if you haven't registered for the Strategies at Stack Summit, definitely check that out in my episode description, or you can send me a DM on Instagram over at Brittany Verlenich, and I will send you the link with the info. Now we're getting on with the show. Okay, we're live. Hello and welcome, or if you're listening, welcome back to the Social Media Magic Podcast. I'm Brittany Verlenich. I'm the host of the show. I'm a content strategist, social media manager, marketing nerd. So glad you're here. And today I am super glad that you're here because I am interviewing the marvelous Victoria Boyd. Welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yay, I'm glad you're here too. And I love anyone who's especially willing to try out the live podcast format with me because I know it's a little bit different. Uh, so thank you for that. Could you just describe who you are and what you do in this online space? Yeah, so in my heart, I'm a marketing consultant. I know I've been saying for the last like year that I'm in a little bit of a transition phase, but things happen slow. I'm kind of going from a lot of done for you work. And by done for you work, we're talking social media management, email newsletter writing, even light graphic design and website design and all of that to much more in that consultant role. And my specialty is really writing actionable and innovative marketing strategies that feel good to innovate and are aligned with your energy. So I'm not going to say let's host a summit, even though I love summits, if like <laughs> your energy is not aligned with a summit or a podcast or something like that. Everything I do is really meant to work for the solopreneur, the person that only has one person on their team, that's them, themselves and them. <laughs> and that's really where I am. I spend a lot of time talking about selling in the DMs. I'm really passionate about, you know, simplifying our funnels to the point of connection, because that's what so many marketing strategies are missing these days. Just the importance of having a marketing strategy. That's kind of what you're going to hear a lot about from me. Love that. Yeah. So when I heard that, I, I wrote down holistic marketing strategy and aligned. I, I think aligned with energy is really good. Working with energy itself and then simplified funnels, I think is, is really good because a lot of people in the TPT space. So teachers pay teacher sellers or people who have like, maybe they have a website, maybe, you know, maybe they're not there yet. Maybe they have a course, maybe they have a membership, but you know, we're educators, you know, we're educators mm -hmm. first. 
on one hand, that's amazing because there are so many courses out there and programs where the people are marketers first and their teachers yeah. second. And so they, they're good at marketing, but maybe they need to work on delivery and helping people get results. <laughs> yeah. Well, and we all have something to learn from each other, which I think yeah. is why there's so much good crossover here, but where they usually struggle is the marketing and the funnel piece. And I totally agree with you as far as like the consultation role, I've noticed more and more with my social media clients, we have to look at everything they're doing, right? Because one of my first client, my first questions is, well, do you have any long form content? Because one of the first things I do is I go and consume everything of theirs, right? I go read through their blog yep. posts. I go listen to their podcast episodes. So if they don't have that, it makes it really difficult to be able to create and repurpose content. So 100%. if you're listening or following along, a lot of times people get lured by the shiny of TikTok and Instagram uh, or even Facebook groups. And I talk about them too, but you really do need to know what you wanna say in this space, why you're here, who needs to hear that message? What is the message? Like, do you have some core brand statements? And I know a lot of people are like, no, I don't have that. And I don't want you to be discouraged because we'll get there. Um, but I just want to highlight the importance of having a marketing strategy. Also, before we dive into DMs and all the other good stuff that we were just talking about, can you talk about what is the difference between having an overall marketing strategy versus trying specific tactics like summits? Because a lot of times people will ask me like, what strategies are working on social media? And I'm like, well, Every platform has its own strategy and then there are yeah. tactics to execute that strategy. So could you just explain the difference between those two things? Yeah. So where I see a lot of people get stuck is they're like, I bought 110 Canva templates off creative market, which I'm like, cool, I'm so happy for you. But they're truly lacking that strategy. So where a marketing plan comes into place or a marketing strategy, I kind of use the two terms interchangeably, even though there are slight differences. But for the case of the podcast, I'll be using them interchangeably. I'm sorry. Marketing strategy is really more about understanding the four P's. So the four P's of marketing, and I am traditionally educated in marketing. I'm not just somebody that got online, built a website and was like, oh, I'm off and running. No, like I'm traditionally trained in marketing. I went to business school and I got my master's in marketing. Like this is traditional marketing that I'm teaching you right now. So there's four P's, people, products, placement, and pricing. People are all about who you're marketing to. And this is something you have to get really clear on. Now, this isn't like I talk to female fellow teachers that are time crunched and don't have time to create a new workbook. Like those are my people. Love that for you. But where are they hanging out? That's actually what I want you to be paying attention to in 2023 is the communities that they're surrounding themselves with, because it's no longer as clear as just women and teachers that are time crunched and don't have time to create a workbook and I've created the workbook for them. It's not as simple as that anymore. So I really want you to think about what communities are they hanging out in? And that could be like math teacher communities. Like that could be that simple, or it could be a little bit broader where maybe you're looking at hobbies that they have. Like you're kind of starting to look into like their bigger circles that they're running in and really paying attention to their community. So like that's number one is we're paying attention to the people of marketing. Then the placement literally means the placement of your product. So traditionally, if you're walking down your grocery store, everything that you see in a grocery store is placed there by a marketer at some point. Even if that store was laid out 30 years ago, a marketer was behind the product placement of each one of those aisles and what goes into each product there. Now, if you're like, that doesn't make sense. I only have one product. Okay, maybe that doesn't totally apply to you in the same like way. But if you have a few different products and you're laying out your your TPT page, you're going to want to have like a reason for the order that you're putting things into. So it could be your best seller or what you want to sell the most of first and then going down the line from there. 
Another thing to consider is if you have your own website, like what you put on your homepage. Like if you look at my website right now, there's a section right now it's talking about conversion catalysts, but there's a section on that page where I change the placement or the product that's in that placement all the time, like once a quarter. I'm going in there and saying like, okay, right now I want to be driving this homepage traffic towards this offer instead. That placement is really important, but it also applies to how you're talking about your products in things like Facebook groups, in things like meetings with other teachers, like social media. It applies to so much more. Then we have products. So that's literally like the thing that you are selling and getting really clear on how you talk about it is a big part of your marketing strategy. What you say about it, what you don't say about it. The product category with marketing is so huge. I'm just going to like skip right over it. But then there's also pricing. So pricing has a lot of like strategies to it. There's charm pricing. There's psychological pricing. There's all of these different pricing strategies that you can Google. I'm not going to like waste your time like going into that can play into the marketing of your business. And believe it or not, you can actually raise your prices and make more sales. Like there's always that because there is this perceived value with something that's a little bit higher priced that you might not be able to tap into if your price too low. Somebody might think, well, it's only a dollar. Why wouldn't I just get it for free? Right. But if it's like a little higher, like five, seven, nine dollars, somebody could be like, okay, like this must be pretty good. I'm going to actually buy it. So pricing is also very much a marketing strategy. And there's also strategies within that pricing strategy that you can apply, such as raising your prices, creating urgency, doing sales, like there's so much that goes into it. But really the difference between looking at a specific tactic, such as a podcast or a summit, is how it plays into that overarching strategy of your business. And that strategy needs to all, like all of those four Ps need to line up with your ultimate goals. Yes, I love that. I've, I've put a whole bunch of notes here. Um, so for charm pricing, I'll just hit that one really quickly because I know that a lot of teachers ask about this or TPT sellers. So charm pricing, when you see people on TPT and they're putting resources for $4.99 or $3.99, you know, and they're trying to make it basically the five or $6 without having to charge that much. It's one of those things that people keep doing it because it works, right? It's one of those, that's, mm -hmm. it's kind of like, oh, it's cheesy. I know it's $5. Why would I put that? It's just because it works. Although I will say with TPT, the exception to that, there are certain price ranges that if like you charge a smaller amount, you actually get a higher transaction fee. It's so weird how that Ooh. works. So we have like tiered pricing for how much we're charged per listing, basically for commissions. So I would say if you are listening to this and you're like, well, what about resources under $3? I would charge the $3 then, or maybe make it $3.99 just so that you're not hit with that extra 15 cents per, per sale. So just putting that out there too, because I don't want everyone to think like, well, Brittany said, it's like, no, 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 hold on. <laughs> we got it. We got to, we got to figure out the placement. Cause what she's saying for placement is also considering the platform, right? Like, mm -hmm. do you have your store stocked? So like, if you're listening to this and you're like, well, I only have three products on the TPT marketplace, you're relying, relying heavily on them bringing traffic, SEO, making sure your titles are optimized. So I would say like, if you don't have a good amount of, resources yet, or if you haven't made a product line. So when she's talking about like upsells and things, we'll, we'll get to that soon. You want to make sure that they have products that lead into each other, right? So if you have a freebie, for example, the freebie should be a really good demonstration of a paid product and it should lead you to want to buy that next. That paid product should make you want to buy the bundle. 
And TPT is set up in such a way that when you go on a paid product, it will tell you if it's part of a bundle. So there's kind of an upsell feature there, although it's a little different than- That's a really cool feature. Yeah, it's it's handy. And that is why I think a lot of teachers rely on TPT so much because so much of it is built in. They don't have to go and maybe like write out a whole funnel as like a traditional marker would with like using Facebook ads, which in one way is amazing, right? We kind of get really lucky with that. The problem though, and this is what I was saying before, is that- many TPT sellers don't realize, and if you're listening, please listen, is that you have a volume-based business. If you are selling resources for $1, $3, $5, think of how many of those you need to sell a month to make an income of like even two or $3,000. And I don't say that to make you feel bad or to say that's the wrong way to do it because there are so many people who are killing it on TPT, but you just have to be aware of that. Whereas most people will say, and even for myself, I'm a service provider, it doesn't really matter if I have 10,000 followers and leads on my social media account because I cannot serve everybody one-on-one. But you have a different business model than I do if you're listening to PT Seller. You have a volume-based business. So for you, it actually is super important. And I guess for me too, if I decide to go really heavily into courses. But for you all, like you need to have more leads coming in. And with that, I'm not just saying like to have a million followers, but you need to be operating on Instagram, for example, in such a way or Facebook that you are moving people from just randomly scrolling and seeing a post to an actual lead, which means someone who's actually ready to buy something. So let's talk about that. I feel like it's a good lead into Instagram. Uh, so yeah. first question, first question, what's the difference between a follower and a lead? Ooh, <laughs> so a lead might not necessarily be a follower. They could be somebody that just viewed your story and tapped on your stickers. Something I'm super, super passionate about and can talk about until I'm blue in the face is using stickers in your stories. So that's a way that somebody can just like, essentially tap and raise their hand to hearing more about you, hearing more from you. And yes, I know you're probably like, well, Victoria, the bots on Instagram are rampant with tapping on story stickers. And I hear you. I'm sorry. I don't have a hack or anything to get rid of that. But you just have to like sift through the people that are clicking on your stories. And even if you only have like 15 viewers on your story, like I've been there, I've been plateaued at 15 for the longest time, trust me, like that has happened to me and I finally got over it. And if I knew exactly what I did to get over that, I would tell you, stick with it basically. But when somebody is viewing a story, they kind of become a lead in my eyes. And I track people that I see view my stories over and over and over again. Same thing with people that I see comment that maybe don't necessarily follow me. I start to consider them a lead. That doesn't mean they're definitely a lead. That doesn't mean they're definitely going to come into my business as a client or as a student or I have low ticket offers as well. I have some $9 offers. Doesn't mean they're necessarily a fit for any of those things or they're going to convert into any of those things. But in my head, I start to track that person. And like, I literally track them in ClickUp, which is my lead tracker platform. Um, I literally write them down and write down what I've noticed about them. I'm a little creepy about it. A follower is simply somebody that follows you. They could be a peer. They could be somebody that's just curious about what you're doing. They could be somebody that just follows you and forgot about you. They could be your cousin. (laughs) Like, I don't really look at my followers like leads. I typically just look at them like people that have chosen to hear more from me, which is still like an honor. I still love those people. But until I see them consuming my content regularly, possibly sliding into my DMs, voting in stories, voting in polls, da 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 da, right? Taking actual action with me, I don't consider them a lead. So a follower is like below a lead in my mind, but I still care about them, of course. 
Totally. As far as like priority, I totally agree with you. And it's so true. Like I have some people who follow me because I do a few things across a few niches mm -hmm. and I have people who follow everything. And I'm like, I've even messaged like, why are you following me here? Like this content does not apply to you. They're like, I just want to support you. So, you know, those are people who we love them because your biggest helping, fans. Yeah. They're helping with engagement. And, and I genuinely love these people. And we'll get to that in a second about like connections one of the reasons I started talking about social media was people were like, well, what do you know? You don't have so many followers. And I'm like, well, I know I'm making more money than some of y'all with 10,000 followers. So not trying to I throw drop. shade, not throw, trying to throw shade, but like I, if I can share anything, I'm happy to do it. And I think it gets a lot simpler when we just think of how can we create connections with people? And before we get into the tactic of like DM sales, I just want to say like, this is becoming necessary. Mm -hmm. We are at an ultimate phase of distrust of influencers we are in a time when everybody is savvy to funnels. I had a teacher, I was I was talking about a training I was doing in the travel space. She was like, I don't want to go through a click funnel. And I was like, what? I'm like, first of all, how do you know about click funnels? Secondly, I'm like, what does that have to do with it? But in her, I asked her, I'm like, can you, can you tell me like, why do you not want to go through a click funnel thing? And she's like, well, I just feel like I'm being manipulated into buying. I'm like, Ooh, that is interesting. So the fact that someone who has nothing to do with business and marketing, you know, this is like a, that is a complete B2C niche. She mm -hmm. is savvy to that shows me that we're in a different time, by the way, B2C is business to customer. So you all TPT sellers, you were on a B2C niche. Your audience is teachers most of them do not know or care about email marketing they are just living their lives they probably don't even really care about what you're doing on social media most of the time i know you're agonizing over that they're just living their lives and scrolling randomly and seeing your stuff um, but that's why when we're talking about today it gets really important it's different landscape also for reach i think we all know that reach is lower than ever it's like 0.5 percent half of a percent right now of followers and if you actually look at your analytics we're finding with most of my clients that most of their people who are seeing their content are actually not followers, which in a way is amazing because that means you have such an opportunity to get in front of new people. But it also means that most people are creating content for their followers as a nurturing platform when actually it could be a discoverability platform. And what you could be doing to nurture in the DMs and the stories, which is why I have Victoria here, is just completely different. Yeah. Oh, and then one more thing, Adam Masseri. So we were talking about this before. He just said on his broadcasting, literally this morning, I read it and it said, people are using Instagram in a different way now, right? They're not just going to see curated feeds unless maybe you're a photographer, but if you're listening, I know you're not. They want to see video content that's engaging and fun. Even if you're selling something, you'll even see people like when companies do an ad and it's entertaining, everybody's like, well, it's an amazing ad. Like people want to want to reward you with engagement when they like what you're putting out. So just keep that in mind and that people are watching a lot of reels, which I think we already knew that, but it was just good confirmation. Mm -hmm. People are engaging in stories. Instagram is really looking for sends and shares. And so like, they're looking to see if you're creating content that is worth sharing with your friends they are looking for that. So that's something to think about is like, it's not just about likes and comments anymore. The vanity metrics, it's about the shares and the share, I guess, could be a vanity metric, but it's a better tell if what you're saying is resonating because it, it shows that you're creating content that, that means something about them. They're like, oh my God, this is so me, or this is so my husband, I'm going to send this to him. So how can you create content like that? That's a tall order though. And I feel like that could be a whole episode itself. So let's go back to stories and DMs. So Victoria, this is, this is your jam, right? So, and you already yep. kind of talked about the stickers in the stories, but if you want to add anything else about that, otherwise we can go into the DMs. Real quick. I want to touch on how you shared, cause we're seeing opposite things, which is I think a very important topic um, of discussion. So in your clientele, you're seeing more reach with people that aren't followers. 
my clients and myself, most of my reach on Instagram is with my current followers. So like my approach to Instagram is purely nurture when it sounds like your approach to Instagram with your clients is more outreach, like purely bringing people into your space, which I think is really interesting. And that really proves the point on you have to pay attention to your analytics and your insights. Cause Brittany and I, we're experiencing different things on the app, which is very normal. Like I've logged into new client accounts and been like, whoa, I've never seen this before. I've never experienced that before, right? So pay attention to your numbers, your analytics, what you're seeing, and you're not going to know unless you're being somewhat consistent. And consistency, by the way, I'm not going to be like, post three times a week, because like, if that's not consistency for you, like that's not going to do anything for you. At least post once a week just to see what's happening. And then in you're only posting once a week, I'd say in three months, you're going to be ready to look at those analytics. So if, if you're able to post three times a week and be consistent with that three times a week, in a month, you're able to look at your insights and say like, okay, I know this is where my reach is happening. This is who's consuming my content, if it's followers or if it's new people. So I just wanted to like touch on that, that experiences on Instagram can be very different, just like with any platform. So pay attention to your numbers, your metrics, all of that. So yeah, I'm ready to talk DMs if you are. Let's do it. And I just want to add really quickly. Um, I know I can't remember if this is coming out before or after the other episode. Um, but when we talk about how the, ins- the content is being consumed, okay, what I like to tell my clients is you have to act like the person who sees your content may never follow you or see you again. Now, mm-hmm. this is less this is less relevant if your analytics are showing you that mostly your followers are the ones interacting. Totally different ball game. I would say like stories and DMs are going to be more important for you. And I, actually, I think they're important anyway, to be honest. I think you have to use the platform the way that the platform is meant to. And if you're talking about nurture features, definitely stories and DMs. When we're creating content, I think the one of the biggest mistakes I see people making right now is they're making like a post and they're assuming that like, oh, this post is a nurture post, but like this reel is a nurture reel, for example. But when you think about how the content is actually consumed or presented, reels are naturally discoverable. Now, if you add them to your stories, that's different than you're sharing something with the people you know are following. Anyway, just wanted to add that in. Okay, let's talk DMs. What do we do with them? First thing is DMs are not scammy. They're not spammy either. They are something you should be manually doing. I'm not a big believer in connecting to ManyChat or any of those other bots that I'm sure you've seen like talked about. I think a DM should always be done like with your fingers, with your thumbs, typing or recording back to that specific person. Today, our consumers, like Brittany was using the example of the person not wanting to like go through a click funnel, right? Like our consumers, no matter what, are fairly savvy now, especially after the pandemic where everybody kind of went online. Suddenly there were all of these online businesses marketing to consumers in one way, shape or form. Like our consumers are so much smarter than they used to be. And we have to treat them as such, which means with like the rise of AI, um, artificial intelligence, automation, all of that, like you're going to stand out if you're building relationships with people. And that's a hill I'm willing to die on. So the first thing is DM should always be sent manually, never automated, never connected to something. Don't set up some sort of like, oh, you followed me. I'm going to send you a welcome message thing. No, if you're going to do that, do that manually after two to three days. (laughs) Like, don't do that. So DM sales at its core is all about meeting somebody where they're at, seeing how you can help them, and then making the pitch and making the offer. So what this flow typically looks like is you can either be going out and doing outbound lead generation, or you can wait for somebody to raise their hand and slide into your DMs. So I'm going to start with the raising their hands and sliding into your DMs because it's kind of like the easiest to really wrap your head around. But if somebody is like raising their hand, that can look a few different ways. That can look like them 
using a story poll and like clicking yes or like more like this or yes or no that can look like them responding to a question sticker that can look like them doing a quiz that could look like them just responding to a story and sliding into your dms or them dming you from nothing like right just sliding into your dms from nothing so that is inbound like dms right the other side of the coin we have outbound dms which is like outbound lead generation so that's where you're going to be thinking like okay my workbooks my Digital products are made for math teachers. So you're going to be like literally searching on Instagram for other math teachers. And then you're going to begin building a relationship with them. Now, that doesn't mean necessarily sliding into their DMs the first time you see their account. But that does mean writing down on like a lead tracker form who they are, like their username, their name field, what they do. So math teacher, what you notice about their profile, like maybe they're a newer math teacher. Maybe it looks like they've been in the space for a while. Like you're just going to make some observations about them. If you have an, a, a way, and by a way, I usually mean they've posted a reel recently. They posted in their feed recently. And something you'll notice with consumers is they don't necessarily post as often as we do as business owners. They tend to just post like their meals or coffee or what they're doing with their spouse or like their vacation or like their partner or like whatever, or if they post it on stories. So you're going to kind of like look at those things and see like, what content have they given you? Like, what have they gifted you with to respond to? Then from there, you're going to either, I usually like a few posts or a few reels or like whatever content they've created, whatever they've given me to respond to before I slide into their DMs. And I'll slide into their DMs like, hey, Brittany, I noticed, saw your post about X, Y, and Z inside of the whatever feed or inside of like this specific niche. Um, I'd love to know more about da, 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 da. So that is a very like blanket example. Definitely infuse your own brand voice in that. Talk like you would talk. If you wouldn't like do that, don't message somebody like that. It could be as simple as like responding to somebody's Instagram stories. Like, oh my gosh, I freaking love that stapler you got on your desk. Like, where'd you get it? Like that can be such a simple way to slide into somebody's DMs. So stories are like really like your golden ticket to slide into somebody's DMs because that is like the easiest way to do it. That is outbound lead generation kind of in a nutshell. You're looking at, remember when I was talking about the communities that I want you to pay attention to when I was talking about the person aspect of your marketing strategy, that's when this comes into play. So think about the communities that they could be running in. I don't know, they could be following TPT on uh, Instagram, right? And they could be like looking there and you can start to go through those followers and go through those people that have commented on TPT's posts and see who's not a TPT seller, unless those are also your target audience and that changes that dynamic. But look at like who's commenting and if they're not a TPT seller, like, hey, you found your target audience, like you found that person you can help, start to nurture that person, you know, send them a message and get that conversation going. So. Those are like the two ways that somebody's going to slide into your DMs. I'm going to take a pause there. Just I love this. And I just want to share. I don't know how you feel about this. So I might say something and you'd be like, oh, I don't like that or endorse that at all. That's okay. But I just want to share that this reminds me of like when I started as a network marketer, the training that I got. Yeah. And, and I don't mean that in a bad way, by the way. I mean that there's a way that you can do it right. Whenever we try to automate or make things easy, like, you know what I mean? You've gotten that message. Hey girl. And you're like, you can tell it's been copied and pasted or even worse when you get it copied and pasted with someone else's name. Ah, 
you know what I mean? Like the worst. Um, but I just want to share that's probably, I'm just thinking as teachers are hearing this, that's probably what they're thinking. They're hearing this and like, oh, I don't want to be that person that bothers people. But I really do think if you come from a place of genuine care and interest about what someone else is doing, it will not be perceived like that, no matter what it yeah. is that you're selling. And I also would say, if you're hearing this and thinking that sounds like a lot of work, it kind of is. And I mean that in the best way in that, like we often actually, I just heard a Jordan Gill, I think her last name's Gill do a podcast about this, which was amazing. She was talking about how we all love the dream of passive income when it comes to like what's actually working right now and what connects with people, it's anything but passive. It's taking the time really to, get to know, get to know people's names. And I know that's not what people want to hear. It's my, I feel like it's my duty to tell you what I find that's working. And if that's not, you know, ideally what you want to hear, I'm sorry, but that is what's going to do the most for you. Even if you're like, well, I sell a low ticket. Well, okay, but let's think, let's talk about total value of a customer over lifetime. They buy $3 something from you today, but then you, they have a connection with you. You put out a bundle and you put it on your stories and they're like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. Is what I was needing. And especially if that thing that you created directly like answers a problem they had, like when they talked to you two months ago, they're going to be so grateful for that. And I've even reached out to people personally via DM and said like, Hey, I know last time you were talking, you were struggling with X, Y, Z. I made something and I thought of you. Here's the link. If you want it, if not, no worries. I just want to let you know that I thought of you. And that that goes a really long way. It goes way such a long way. So it's those little things that like, if you can not just track your relationships, which I know that is a lot of work too, but if you're willing to do the things that other people are not willing to do, you are going to have the results that other people are not going to have. Then if we want to talk about just like strategy, for a second. Instagram also pays attention to how engaged your DMs are. So if you want to think about that, like your engagement rates and how it could benefit you just like, you know, ROI wise on Instagram, more people will see your content. Those people are going to be more likely to see your stuff. And then also if I have a personal connection with someone, I'm going to go watch their stories. I'm going to go take the time to do it. Like Jackie, actually she commented, she is an amazing travel creator. And it's, it's funny. I tell her all the time that she's asking me things about Instagram. I'm like, girl, you do better than I do. I don't know why you're asking me anything. Cause I go on her reels and they're like amazing. She puts so much thought into creating like really compelling content. And she's so clear on her niche and it's just so good. Anyway, so shout out to Jackie. But I also see that she's doing a lot of things other people are willing to do. She's listening to stuff like this. She's networking with other people, asking what's working. And I know that it's hard for people to hear that because it's it's not going to be instant and, and fast. And also a marketing we've gotten for the last three years. Think of how many people started businesses in 2020. And those people were getting very different marketing. Look at my PayPal notifications. Look how much money I made. And I was on the beach. Not saying that's not possible, right. but I do think to get to that point, especially if you've just started recently, what's working right now is very different and people want to see that you care about them. Anyway, that was my rant. Sorry for the rant. Go ahead. Keep going. Your step from there, as soon as you've made that connection, is purely nurture. Uh, Brittany, you were spot on with like writing down if you notice that they're like, oh, I'm struggling with this. And then you go and create a product about that. Circle back with them. Be like, I made this with you in mind, your dream client for this. Like, what do you say? Are you in? Do it. Like, I do that all the time. That's how I get all my new product ideas is literally by doing this lead generation. So the return isn't just on like, oh, I might get the sale. And like, yes, there's like the customer lifetime value of things, but there's also like, this is research gold. Like the messages that I get from people, the conversations I have with them. Sometimes I don't even have to like read between the lines to see what they mean. Sometimes they're like literally like, Victoria, I'm struggling to pay rent this month because I haven't figured out how to make a sale yet about my new product. And I'm like, word, I get it. Say less. Sometimes like I don't even have to like read between the lines. So anyway, after we've made that connection and we're nurturing them, 
as soon as you find a way that you can help them, you need to make a pitch. This is one of those things that for me and my business and for any business it's B2B, again, we're B2C here. But when you're B2B, I always say like within 14 days of making that initial connection, you should make a pitch or four touch points. And by four touch points, I mean like four different conversations have taken place. You should make a pitch. Whichever happens first is when you should pitch because we risk the possibility of ending up in like the DM friend zone where somebody no longer views you as an authority because you waited too long. You answered too many questions. You got a little too friendly and now they're like, oh, Brittany's just like me. She's not, you know, like they just start to like view you like a peer and like a friend instead of like the expert that you're working on positioning yourself as. So as soon as you find a way that you can help them, link them to your product. Be like, hey, I have this, which is going to help you whatever your product helps them do. So like for me, it's like, hey, I have DMs dollars. It literally teaches you how to attract, nurture, and convert. Would you like the link? What do you say? Like, this is perfect for you kind of thing. Literally, that should be like your pitch is uh, what the product is, a one-liner on what it helps them accomplish, and then a question like, do you want the link or do you want more information? The difference between like, Brittany was talking a little bit about the MLM network marketing strategies that are taught and are horribly executed and are horribly run. And I die on that hill. The difference between what I want you to do is I really want you to use permission-based sales. Like they're coming at you and I get one, like I'm a little chonky. I get ones all the time that are like, you want to lose weight, babe? And I'm like, no ish. Of course I do, but I'm not going to like buy your shake, right? You're coming in with like better intentions and that's going to come across in the DMs. You're also coming across wanting to help, which is the biggest thing. And you're asking permission before you make the sale. And that permission line can be as simple as, do you want more information? Would you mind if I send you the link? It doesn't have to be anything bigger. It can literally be as simple as asking that point blank question. And if they say no, no problem. Like that doesn't mean no forever. That means not right now, or that's not in the budget today, but it might be in the budget tomorrow. Um, when somebody says no, I want to talk briefly about what we can do to either downsell, which is when we go from, let's say our initial offer is, Brittany said you were mostly between like $1 and $3. Let's say that initial offer you went for was, that $3 offer. So you can either upsell them into a $5 offer or a bundle, or you could downsell them right into that $1 offer. If, if you have something that fills that need, right? Don't just go like talking about a math workbook, but here's a social studies workbook too. Like that doesn't make sense. Right. But try to have like logical thoughts when you're creating your products about like, okay, this could fit as an upsell. This could fit as a downsell. And most likely your upsells sound like there are going to be bundles. Thanks to like that amazing feature on TPT. I hope you guys realize how cool that feature sounds like it is because that's huge. Like that gives you a built-in upsell if you're able to just bundle your products. That downsell, if somebody's like, no, you can be like, oh, well, I also have this, which is like a standalone workbook, da, 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 whatever. Um, so pay attention to those things. Like a no isn't a no right now. It's a no, or isn't a no forever. It's a no right now. So really pay attention to what you can do to still solve that problem. And it could be a downsell. Or we were talking a little bit about having your own content in the beginning of this podcast link them to an Instagram post that answers one of the questions that they had. Send them to a live video you did. Send them to a blog post if you have your own website with a blog. Um, if you've done YouTube videos, like send them something else. It could even be a freebie. So if you have freebies in your business, you can be like, hey, well, I also have this that'll still help you X, Y, and Z. Or if you're doing anything a little bit bigger than TPT, like let's say you're starting to get into like the coaching space or the consulting space, you can say like, okay, well, as your future consultant, what are you going to do in order to hit your goals before the next time we talk? 
that's a little aggressive. That's what I do, but I'm not afraid of a no. But you can like literally like kind of like poke it like, okay, well, you told me you really want to do whatever. Like, what are you going to do to actually take action on that before the next time we talk or before the next time the doors open or like whatever? So that's a little bit of a next level strategy that might not apply to you, but you can use language like that. That's a little bit more aggressive if you're comfortable with it. I love that. And I think that's just being assertive and and being honest. And I will also say that's not been natural for me. I had to really get there because I also do some coaching and consulting. And so when I see somebody saying something where they're kind of like deferring blame or like, "Mm, no, like let's, let's go in there a little bit and I'll say like, okay, well this thing happened, but does that mean that you're going to stop showing up? Like, is that going to be helpful for you? Well, no. So I think that also helps with what you said earlier about not getting into the friend zone. Not to say that you can't be someone's helpful friend because I know. Yeah, because I think you totally should be. And when I think about the teachers who do the best on Instagram or teacherpreneurs, teacher business owners, they tend to kind of be like, we're like, oh, I'm not an influencer. But all the influencer is doing is they're just like listening to people and then making suggestions. And it's little tweaks even. So like if this happens in the comments, like responding with a comment that asks a question, like to ask, get a little more information. One, that helps you become a better service provider or a coach. And two, it drives up the engagement for the post, which pushes out to more people. So it's kind of like a dual purpose thing there. So, so good. So we've talked about DMs. And by the way, if someone is listening to this and they're like, I really want to get started with this, but maybe they've had a bad experience in the past with like an MLM themselves or, you know, being in that kind of space, or they're just really overwhelmed by like, oh my gosh, like I was just trying to have passive income and I have to do all this stuff. Mm -hmm. Do you have any resources for them? So if you just want to get started, you don't want to like tap into the MLM stuff. I do have a freebie, which I completely forgot the URL of, but I will link it in the comments after, um, after this video is wrapped up. It's a freebie. It literally walks you through my selling DMs framework and I have a blog post on it as well as a full course. If you want to learn more about stickers and using stickers to generate leads, I have stick it where it counts which is full of puns. It's only a 25 minute training and you will absolutely devour it, especially if you're already on stories. And those are my two biggest things. I love it. And I just want to share two quick stories of things that made me buy things because of what you're talking about with DM outreach. If you, if you are willing to be bold with it, one lady, she helps agency owners. Um, I've been following her stuff. I know I'm on her lead tracker because she sees me buying her low ticket <laughs> offers. You know, I come to her webinars, but I will say like, I know some people don't like that, but it helped me feel seen because she's like, Oh, Hey, Brittany, I saw you in the thing. And I'm like, wow, this girl's really paying attention. And I know that she's got all this stuff going on. So that made me feel really grateful, honestly. So that was one. And then two, like she's saw like she again tracking she saw that I had been to her sales page for a retreat that she's doing next fall and I was like oh I really want to go but I didn't book it then so she sent me a DM on Instagram said hey I noticed you you know banded the cart whatever but she didn't say it like that she said hey I noticed you were on the sales page she's like um she's like I would love to see you she also told me she went through my feed and she's like I love what you're doing for teachers like my my cousin's a teacher they don't make enough money and I knew she took the time to go through my feed and really understand what my niche was which I was super grateful for and she said what mm-hmm. can I do to make this a a yes for you, like a a full body yes for you. That was honestly all it took for me was I was like, okay, I was already thinking about it. I'm just going to go do it. Now that was a higher ticket product. That was like six or $700. So to be fair, I know that not everybody in my audience has that kind of money or that they're dropping things like that. But then think about it. That shouldn't that embolden you even more? If you're like, my thing is only $3. 
why not send it out there? You know what I mean? Because why not? Like you have that opportunity. And then someone else did something similar to me for a conference they're doing. Um, I've been checking their emails. I clicked on, I guess, a link to check out the conference. I ended up not being able to go to the in-person one um, because that's, that's why I said no, because I went on there and said, oh, I'm doing a sailing retreat that weekend, which anyway, so I was looking at it and I was like, oh, I really want to go, but I, I just physically cannot be there at that time. But I didn't think anything of it. I closed it, went about my day. He messaged me on Instagram and said, like, he's like, your travel photos are amazing. I've been to Budapest in that same, exact same spot. Next time you're there, go to this one coffee shop. That was his first message. So I was like, oh, all right, cool. Nice to meet you. And the second one, he said like, hey, I also noticed you were looking at this thing. He's like, I'm just wondering why you didn't buy. And this is smart for a couple of reasons. One, he gets really good market research from that, like by asking those questions. Two, he had an opportunity to overcome an objection. So I said, an objection just means a reason why someone says no. I was like, I really would love to, but I, I physically can't. I'm going to be on a sailboat in the middle of the Adriatic. And he's like, oh, well, that's a good reason. <laughs> he's like, okay. He's like, well, did you know that there's a virtual option? Downsell, right? So he just said, mm -hmm. I know you can't be there in person. Would you want to do the virtual one? He's like, because then you still get all the contacts of the people who are there. And I should also say like my other thing, I was like, well, I thought about it, but I would have wanted to go for the connections. He's like, oh, well then did you know that the virtual option also comes with a directory? And I was like, oh, he's really like selling this. So I got the virtual one because I was like, that was, he saw the problem. The actual reason I was going was I wanted to meet with other people who do something similar. And he said, he's like, I get you can't be there in person, but you can get their contact info and meet offline. And that is really important to me because you probably know, especially if you're full time, it's really hard to meet other people who do the stuff we do. And me trying to even explain it, my husband doesn't even understand. He's just like, yeah. I just tell him what I need. And he's like, okay, you're doing a thing. All right. But he doesn't get it. So he, he has a normie job, which thankful for. Anyway, so I just want to share those couple couple of examples and just say that like, if if this is something that's working and, and I know you might be thinking, well, my audience is teachers. They don't have a lot of money, but think about things you've paid for. If you've been a teacher or you're a teacher, you've paid for things, you've bought trips. There's always someone out there who's willing to do it. Don't make the decision for them. Their money is their business, right? How they spend it. They will make the decision. If it's not right for them, they will say, no, it's all good. As long as you come off an authentic way of trying to help and that you're connecting with them genuinely, like don't say something like I wouldn't go, I'm not a huge dog person, right? So I'm not going to go tell someone about their cute dog. I mean, maybe, maybe if it's really cute, but I'm a cat, <laughs> but I'm a cat person. So if I see another cat person, I'm like, oh my gosh, I, I love your cat. I also have a cat. My, my cat is like such a ham. What about yours? So it has to be genuine and authentic. Thank you so much for this conversation. It was so, so good. Where can people go to find you and connect with you if they want to hang out online? This is fun. Um, I actually have one more example real quick. Oh, go ahead. Go for it. Me when you were talking, and it sounds like TPT probably has this functionality. I have had somebody come to me to sell me some of the DMs. It was like a manual like face mask, like not like a COVID mask, but like a, a pamper yourself face mask, so to speak. And she was literally like, is there anything else you want? She created me or what else are your, what are your other skincare concerns other than I think it was for dry spots. And I was like, oh, you know, I need a new cleanser. I'm looking for something like this. She literally created me my own bundle and then like put it on her site and I got to purchase my own bundle, which felt so special. It felt so cool. And it was like a really cool way to like obviously increase my order value. Otherwise I would have only bought that $20 mask. Instead I bought, I think $55 worth of stuff. She made me feel seen. She made me feel understood. I think you have that capability with TPT. So that's something else you can do is really listen to somebody and build them their own thing. Um, other places you can find me. I am all over everywhere at Victoria H. Boyd. So you can find me on Instagram, TikTok, trying to get back into Twitter, <laughs> my Facebook profile, to be honest. And my website is Victoria H. Boyd as well. 
Thank you so much for having me. This was a fun conversation. Yes, it was so good to have you. And by the way, just put this on your calendar for next year. She's hosting it again. She hosts the Lucrative Lead Summit. Really, really awesome for like if you're looking to get more into lead generation. And that could be building your email list, growing your Facebook group and getting them over to emails. I just think it's really, really good. Like if you're using social media, get them on your email list too. get them to where the places that it really matters and those conversions. Conversion just means going from like follower leading to a buyer where those things really happen. So again, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. This has been a hard couple of years for so many TPT sellers, teacherpreneurs, and teacher authors. And I want you to know that if you're in that group, it's okay, you're not alone. Though we might not be able to change the Teachers Pay Teachers algorithm, how many people are seeing our products organically? Yes, there are some things we can do with SEO and there are always little tweaks that we should be making and we should be monitoring our data, absolutely. But sometimes you have to make ends meet and you have to figure out other ways to make money to fill in the gap. Just over a year and a half ago, I was dying to get out of the classroom and I knew I had to do something differently. I have been doing all kinds of different things for affiliate marketing, for digital products. I was selling on TPT, I still do. It's a little more in the background now. And that was great. I love sustainable growth and I know as I'm sure you do that we're not gonna be millionaires overnight. In fact, you might not even be a thousandaire overnight. And that's just how it works. But sometimes you need to be. And I knew that if I was going to leave the classroom, I couldn't just haphazardly make $300 one month, $1,200 the next month, maybe $3,000 one month, and then maybe $30 the next month. It just wasn't going to be possible. I had bills, I have responsibilities, and I'm sure you can relate to that too. So if you're still listening and if you're like, yes, I totally feel that way. I'm a little discouraged with the pace at which my TPT growth has been and I need to make more money now. I highly, highly recommend looking into freelancing work or maybe even considering becoming a VA or taking on some VA work. It doesn't have to become part of your core identity. It doesn't have to be the main thing that you do, but even if it's just temporarily to get yourself up and running, it can be an amazing way to fill that income gap. Now, I don't claim to be a VA coach. In fact, I have some amazing people I would love for you to learn from. I recommend listening to Alexandra Fasulo from the Freelance Fairy Tales podcast or Chloe Taskoff. She has the Aligned AF Freelancer podcast. Those are amazing people to learn from. And if you're looking to become a social media manager, then you can learn from my own coach, Jessica Sheehy in the Social Savvy Mentorship Collective. However, I know a lot of TPT sellers aren't really interested in doing a lot of the same things they do for their own businesses for who would essentially be their competitors. That's not to say that you can only serve teachers or teacherpreneurs or teacher, teacher business owners. You can serve other people too if you do become a VA yourself. A lot of people just transition to helping other teacher sellers because that's what they know. But I understand that even if you feel the desire to do that or take on some extra work, you don't wanna help your competition, I get that. At least not in the way of helping them with their store. And I know that a lot of you don't really wanna put your face on social media. You don't want to have to build a personal brand. You don't wanna to have to make a whole bunch of new content. And to be honest, my first few clients were not from content. They were from personal recommendations and referrals. And so if you know that you need to get a few clients or that you're looking to maybe try some VA work, I highly, highly recommend checking out the Profitable Tech VA Summit happening Monday, August 21st through Friday, August 25th. I'm actually speaking at the Power of Specialization panel on Monday, August 21st at 12 p.m. PST. So I'd love to see you there in real time. If you get a free pass to the summit, you can attend all the sessions on the day that they go live. And if you need a little more time, then you can upgrade to the all access pass. 
but honestly, I think it's going to be a really fabulous resource for anyone who they just want to look into tech VA work because they like doing behind the scenes stuff. They like the operations. They don't want to be doing creative work for other people, especially if you might want to help other teacher sellers, but you don't exactly want to use your templates, your style and your elements, your, your graphics for someone else. If you'd like to learn a little more about it, I'll have information in the episode description, or you can just message me on Instagram over at Brittany Verlenich and ask me about the Tech VA Summit, and I'll be sure to send you the link as well as any other information you need. Again, that summit is happening Monday, August 21st through Friday, August 25th. The summit is free for the sessions for each day, and I will be speaking on the Power of Specialization panel on Monday, August 21st at 12 p.m. PST. I'd love to see you there in real time. I have no idea how it's gonna go because it's gonna be completely live, but if you'd like to come and support me or if you'd like to come learn about being a tech VA, then I would love to see you there.